welcome back to Gin Gals, the show where we talk to distilleries, cocktail makers, and anyone and everything to do with gin and get to try some tasty shit. Who are you people? I'm Gabby. Hey, guess what? I'm a distiller now. Woo! I'm actually, again. I'm just a trainee, but like, yeah, I'm really fair. Hey, it's me, Ollie. I'm still a pile of trash. <laughs> And I am Jess. The long-suffering Jess. (laughs) The (laughs) long-suffering. I swear, I need to start keeping a notebook so I can keep up with you on the (laughs) impromptu introduction. Yes, and. (laughs) (laughs) Today, we went to Tiny Bear Distillery, and it was really, really fun. And we actually got to do a Gin 101 class, which was really different for us. Yes. So um, the format of this is going to be a little bit different because we did the 101 class first with a group of people, which was very nice of them. So today we have, you will hear the voices of our featured co-hosts for the day. So there was Emma, Brent, Grace and Rachel. Shout out to you if you actually follow through and <laughs> start listening to us. So we got to do this 101 class. Uh, so we did that first and that included the tasting and then we did the interview afterwards. So pretty much, yeah, we started with the end and ended with the beginning. So hopefully this will come out very well. <laughs> but yeah, they were an actual delight. The dog was not there much to everyone's dismay. <laughs> Yeah, but it was really interesting. I've never really had gin explained from that sort of scientific point of view before. It was nice having Gabby along who made us feel a lot more professional. I was terrified though because I have been working in the distillery for about a month now and every time they would talk about something and I would just be like, oh my god, I don't know what they're talking about. I did know what they're talking about, I just they're just different to us. So yeah, they, always, they, yeah. they do everything they make all of their base spirit and everything there where where, where I work it's it's just making the gin itself and, mm. and it's there is a is a vapor um, gin rather than what I make is um the still gin so we put all the botanicals in the water yeah which is great because yeah the more we sort of understand the varieties the better we're gonna get at yeah. this and the more professional we will be most <laughs> excitingly we got to make and bottle and label our own gin and take a bottle home with us, which is so exciting. So cool. I and can't wait. I've got a Christmas party tomorrow and I'm going to take it and be all like, this is my gin I made. <laughs> and it's bloody delicious gin too. It's a, the gypsy recipe, which is my favorite out of all of theirs. Mm. It tastes like curry in your mouth. Curry's going in your mouth, don't they? Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> a lady in the streets and a curry in your mouth. <laughs> As we were saying, we yeah did a 101 class today, and so this intro is a little bit more tipsy than usual. Here are podcasts. <laughs> yeah, we do good. <laughs> but yeah, they were a delight to talk to, and yeah, I'm very excited about seeing some more things from them. But without further ado, here is Tiny Bear. <laughs> It's really ironic, I actually teach, so I teach year 11 and 12 biology, I actually do this exact practice with my year 11s and 12s. And when I say that, a lot of people are like, why are you teaching how to make alcohol? I'm not. Just like, how do we obtain our energy? What do you guys do to get energy, to fuel your body? 
You have yeah. to eat. Mm-hmm. I'll eat sometimes to be drinking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that does have nutrients in it, I believe. So just like us, we need to have energy and so do the yeast. So these are the yeast and they're actually what does all the work for us. So just like, just like us, they need to create an energy source as well. So what we do is we actually put them into a big fermenter over here. Funny story, so Damien has to put the... So this one over here's got a tap. Um, and Damien actually was here by himself and he got into the the barrel and actually got stuck inside the barrel trying to put the tap in. Just imagine. Imagine like this, like, horrible, oh, horrible, oh, oh, like, just... So I can see my feet. He works by himself as well, so he kind of understands the lunacy where you're like, well, I need two people to do this, but I'll <laughs> And when they don't have any oxygen, they go through this process called fermentation. And so what do you guys need in order to survive? Do you need to drink water? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need some sort of food source? make your energy so what we do is we give them a monosaccharide so we give them sucrose we found through experiments that, that this gives us a, a cleaner spirit and a bigger yield and then we also give them a superfood kale cool. yeah yeah it's really cool so they're just like us but just like super tiny and single cellular is yours the only one that's kale based um i know of one in the us yeah. that's doing it and haven't found one in So um, when, do they, when they undergo this process and we put them into a, an environment where there is no oxygen, so that's really important, then what they do is they create um, carbon dioxide, they create their own source of energy, the, the whole purpose as to why they undergo this process, and then they also create the good stuff, ethanol. Okay. Um, I do want to just bring to your attention that we actually go through this exact same process, except we don't make ethanol. Have you guys been to the gym and then woken up the next day and been really sore? Yeah. What's the soreness cause from? Do you guys know? Lactic acid. acid. So, um, and generally, so when you are going to the gym, you're stressing your body, you're depleting your oxygen stores. So you're doing exactly the same thing here. And therefore you're going through, um, it's not fermentation, but this sort of process. And instead of getting ethanol, you're actually being, like you're creating lactic acid in your body. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine though? Like you'd have to be 18 to have like a gym membership, right? <laughs> and like the kids would be running around. You're like, no, walk, stop! What are you doing? Like, it'd be a little bit problematic. So, does that process make sense? Does everybody understand? Mm. Yeah. So, what we're going to do is we're actually going to create a little fermenter in one of these bottles here. Did you want to talk to them a little bit about yeast, actually? Yeah. Um, <coughs> Beers, there's so many different kinds of yeast, um, but for us, simple bread yeast, 
doesn't make too much of a difference because we're going to strip all the flavour out of whatever we create anyway prior to, prior to making the gin. Um, yeah, so I've got the sugar, which is the food source, you've got the yeast, which is the yeast, um, and there is some now warm water jugs on the table. Yeah. What you need to do is you need to get all your sugar into the bottles. All of the dry ingredients, so place them into the funnel. And then what you need to do is using the measuring cylinder. Look, you can get like really sciencey here. Like we don't have lab coats for you, unfortunately. Um, but you can you know, come down to eye level and make sure you're measuring it. Um, so you'll need to fill this up twice. Place that into your into your, your beaker or your bottle. Um, and then you've each got a cork here as well, so you can shake that up a little bit. Um, and then finally what we're going to do is we're going to use an S-band. So you'll notice that there's two indentations here on the front. So you just need to fill that up with water to those. Don't stress about it too much if it's up, up or below. Um, and then you can just place that um, in your bottle and serve the cork. CO2 is good because what it actually does is bacteria can't grow in CO2. So pretty much we know the top of our fermenter is a CO2 bed. That's heavier than oxygen. It's going to sit on there and whatnot. Technically, you do not even need a lid and CO2 will sit perfectly on the top. Um, and as this is, will keep our little fermenters going throughout the class, and you'll be able to come up to them and see um, the yeast will be actually moving or dancing up and down, and the bottle will get warmer because it's, a, it's a, like a, um, a reaction that's occurring. Mm. Yeah. We're actually picking up our new still this afternoon as well, so that's actually pretty exciting. But this is our will always be our experimental still. In regards to, we could do little 40 litre runs to create recipes and whatnot. Basically, we have heating elements. Um, which are controlled by electrical cords uh, from that way. Usually it would be from here, but that's right. Um, heating the alcohol and the water. Alcohol evaporates at 78 degrees, water evaporates at 100. So our job is to kind of heat in the middle of that. Heat to about 90, 95. If we want to evaporate the alcohol, we don't want to evaporate the water. That's pretty much what we're trying to do. Um, the higher the column, the more chance it is for the water that does evaporate to fall back down and remain back in our boiler um, and whatnot. We have a couple of cooling tubes. This is just cooling water that we're just recirculating from our big tanks. It never mixes with the product. So we're not pumping in water and mixing it with the product at all. Basically think of this bit here as individual tubes running through and then we basically have just a water jacket floating around it and we're constantly changing that. The reason we're doing that is as the alcohol and the water evaporates, it goes up the column. Um, hopefully most of the water stops and falls back down. Once it gets to this top bit here, most of the alcohol and the water um, comes back to a liquid, so it recondenses and falls back down the column and has to go through the process again. What that does is it means by the time it's probably run through here once, it's probably been distilled 10 times, 15 times. It's hard to actually get an exact number on it. You've probably seen on um, vodka bottles before triple distilled or double distilled and, and, and whatnot. If you're using a pot still, that's basically telling you what they've done. With a column still, I can't tell you how many times it's, it's distilled. I'm not going to try and say it's 27 or 15 or 6. I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot. I have no idea. So this cold water is running through. Most of the alcohol at the moment, or all the alcohol at the moment, we've got a tiny bit of water dropping through, um, is falling back down. What we have here is we have these little plates. They've got really, really small holes in it. S small enough to not let the liquid fall through, but small enough to let the vapor come up through it at each section. What that means is the liquid will hit this, 
build up until it gets to the top of our little straw section, then it will fall down and be allowed to go to the next plate, and the next plate, and the next plate. Each one of these is basically trying to make the alcohol that goes through um, become a liquid and fall back down. Okay. As the alcohol content probably that is up here would be, you'd be looking at around 90% alcohol content. Stuff down here, we're probably looking at about 30% alcohol content. So as we go up the column, that percentages change your boiling points of the two substances. Um, what we do is we overpower this, so we put enough power into this so the alcohol, a little bit of the alcohol can go through, and it goes up into this section here. In this section here, we have this, a gin basket. You guys are going to feel this today. That slides into that section perfectly. Um, whatever you put in here is what's going to flavour the gin today. Um, for it to be gin, it has to have what? Juniper. Yeah, it has to have juniper berries. Beyond that, it is just flavoured vodka. So it has to have juniper berries. 95% of all gins have coriander as well. Coriander seed, not coriander, the green one. Um, coriander seed as well. But the only official rule is it has to have juniper in there. So that's sitting up there. At this point, the vapor that goes through there is, is, is a gas. It will go through, it will dissolve all the oils of whatever we chuck in here. Um, we'll go over to this section. This cooling pipe basically goes, whatever gas has made it that far, turns it back to a liquid, it floats down, it goes into our parrot, which is a little floaty thing, um, which tells us the alcohol content that's coming out. Right now, we've got it set to pretty much cause most of it just to fall back down. What this dripping is, is a very, very small amount of the water that's being able to get through, or a small amount of alcohol that's being able to get through. What you guys did over there, um, that's the first step. We leave that for about 14 days in either the big olive drums or four of the little homebrew fermenters because it's the same volume. We chuck it into here, um, just like I've done with what's still in there, um, and then that's where it blew up. Um, I, I put it in there, it's about 8% wine. We run it through the still once. The still doesn't have this middle section in it. We take that out and we use those extra two and we go a little bit higher. Um, that first time we're running it through, we're just removing all the, the flavor from it and we're just collecting high proof spirits. That high proof spirits is what we put in here. What we've done with that high proof spirits is we've taken a little bit of that this morning, chucked in here, chucked in some water, we had to water it down to about 40%. Any higher, we turn it on, we go boom. Um, you know alcohol is flammable. Can't have it too high percentage. Um, so pretty much below 45% is the point where you want to be. So we water that down to about 40%. Turn it on. So this is a super clean spirit we're already starting with. Then we do this step and we collect it. The very first stuff that comes off the still um, is known as your fours and your heads. That contains methanol, octanol, propanol, a lot of heavy alcohols that you don't want in your drink. Um, one, they cause bodily harm to you. Um, two, they taste rubbish, um, so it's, it's kind of a good thing. Um, so 200 litres at 8% goes in there. We get rid of the first three litres of pure alcohol, um, which is actually about three and a half litres of actual volume. We collect the next 10 litres of alcohol, which is actually about 13 litres of alcohol that we're actually collecting. We keep the middle 10%, that's called your hearts. The stuff we leave in there is the tails. Um, so that, that's basically using clean spirits. That's basically the kale wine that's left. Well, that, that's what we start with. And then what we'll do is we'll get that and we'll get a super clean spirit, which is at that stage is vodka. Um, we could potentially sell that as, as vodka if we wanted to, because vodka is just a neutral spirit, it doesn't matter what it's made from. We use the neutral spirit at that stage to make our coffee liqueur and a lemoncello. 
Um, the only thing that goes through the still again is the chip. So yeah, the class basically consists of, we uh, introduced all of ourselves, and thanks for letting us record you guys, you were lovely. And then after that, we got to uh, see the fermentation process and got to do it ourselves. So we put the yeast and whatnot into a jar and swiveled it all up and watched it bubble, which was really cool. Listen to my science jargon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then after that... Oh, then that was when we did the tasting each of the different botanicals. 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 Yeah, so yeah, tasted each of the botanicals, and then from there we went and crushed up the different um, ingredients for the gypsy gin. So we all did it in parts so that we couldn't figure out the secret recipe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and we were not allowed to take photos. It was very, very Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory kind of vibes of don't you dare touch that. Uh, no, they were lovely. I was trying to restrain myself from making, like, no, uh, KFC, 11 herbs and spices <laughs> jokes. And I was like, no, Ollie, don't. God, don't. And now I've just done it anyway, because I'm an asshole. <laughs> uh, and then from there, we went and did a tasting of each of their gins, which you and they brought us a, a lovely cheese platter, which I quite enjoyed. As that was happening, yeah, the, the still started to make the gin, which is mm. cool, and got to try it. Before it had been watered down for human consumption. Yeah, trying 90% um, ethanol or spirit is really hard. Yeah, <laughs> but it was burns. like super <coughs> yummy though. I mm. liked and it. It's, it dries out your mouth instantly too. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And after that, we I've got to do some actual like math and science, which I think is mean after making us like have drink drinks. so many drinks and then suddenly math. It's like, no, no, I refuse for math. There uh, were such teachers in that form as well. Yeah, like, they like had a, a whiteboard yeah. out and <laughs> it was so cute. Um, and yeah, we figured, we figured out how much water we needed to add to the gin to make it roughly like the Yeah, 43% 43%. was the percentage that we were aiming for. Yeah, and then we put it, we put our gin in the bottles, we labelled our gins, we put the plastic on the top, and yeah, and then we walked away with a beautiful bottle of gin. We're Tiny Bear Distillery. Um, I'm Damien, uh, and this is my wife, Amanda. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so could you tell us your origin story? Okay, we sold a house. And we tried to buy another house and we couldn't afford it. Um, my wife came home from yoga, so Amanda came home from yoga all happy and she goes, what else can we do? I think it was more specifically like, I was feeling all nice and zen and um, yeah. I said, if you couldn't fail at something in life and we have all this money and this opportunity, what would it be? Like, where would your passion lie? And that's where Damo suddenly wanted to be a distiller and open up a distillery. Um, and for anyone who knows Damien, that means that we were doing that instead of just looking to it, we were doing it. So, um, yeah, close to three years later, I guess that's yeah. And, and I suppose thought. we both have the science background being a chemistry teacher and you being a biology teacher. Mm -hmm. We kind of knew what was going on and we liked drinking good, good spirits. Well, that's a, a nice segue into our, like, uh, <laughs> our usual question of what was the first thing you got white girl wasted on? Ah, uh, wow. Why could I waste it? Uh, Alright, um, a oh God, bottle 
of Kentucky bourbon. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was $17 for the bottle. It was the Word. cheapest thing. It was at my mate's 16th birthday party. And we drank, uh, well, sorry, I'd, we each got a bottle each and we each drank <laughs> really probably about four fifths of the bottle in the space of 15 minutes Jeez. each. And then none of us remember that night. And there was three of us that did it because we'd never really drunk before. And then we're like, this is easy. You don't get drunk. What, what's everyone doing? And then instantly I woke up in the morning. <laughs> and I still can't drink Kentucky bourbon spirits. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Oh, mine's not anywhere as epic as that, but we used to go to Aldi and buy like the, the, the cheap melon melon. liqueur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't drink that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I like most people that answer with can't drink that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I can have little bits of bourbon. Not when was the last time you had a Jägerbond? Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I feel like I had one at Teachers Games not that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went on a box party like two weeks ago. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. very good. recent. <laughs> I didn't pay for it and I didn't order it, but it just came to the table. I guess when it's in front of you, you just kind of have a slam. Yeah. 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 Be rude not to. Yeah. Didn't really enjoy it because no, no, Red no Bull gives me <laughs> rotten Rings? headaches. Like, yes. Yeah. Um, Alright, so this episode is a little bit different in the way that uh, normally we chat to people for a while and then we get to taste some tasty shit. Um, but then today we have uh, gone through your 101 class. Uh, so how, uh, how long have you been doing the, the classes? The classes? The first one we did was August. Mm -hmm. Would have been August and we've pretty much done one a month. One per month since yeah, then. Since. Yeah. So. We figured so being five? teachers and, yeah. and like, you know, with a science background as well and having a distillery that was one of our strengths. Yeah. Um, and people have found the class really informative from, mm -hmm. from people we've had in um, and the small class sizes as well so that we can have those intimate conversations and those questions answered. It's great. Fantastic. And yeah, it looks like uh, your board is mostly sold out yeah, already. For the yeah, and the, and the one that wasn't was weird. Yeah. That it, did, it just seemed to be no one knew about it. And then people, we had that many people ring up and go, oh, we want to book into the December one. No, it's been good. It has been really good. At the same time, it's good to explain to people how you make gin. Mm. And, and Sharing something you love. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's so with our class today, of course, yeah, we're our usual gin obsessed selves. But it yeah. was, uh, yeah, interesting the, the, the mix of co hosts we had for today. Yeah. Um, so do you find you get like a lot of different people or is it. Yeah, it, it, it's really varied. We, we've had people in that don't even drink gin mm -hmm. book into the class. Yeah. They, just, well, they, they drink it, but that it's not like what they would normally drink. Um, we had a, a, a family group pretty much book in for one whole session, which mm -hmm. was actually really, really cool as well because they're just like, we just go and do alcohol-related things together. Mm -hmm. um, nice. it, it's, we've also had people who are saying they, they want to open a distillery or they lots do it. Lots of people come Yeah, lots of, lots of people on, who do it at home and want to see it on a, product, on a commercial side, mm -hmm. a very small commercial side. Um, but I think that's the industry. The industry is full of everyone. Um, yeah, but it's, it's not always gin drinkers, which is, which is fun. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Um, and how have you found, uh, yeah, like the, the local sort of uh, community when it comes to booze and like the wider kind of Australian community? Yeah, um, the local community is awesome. Mm -hmm. Is awesome. Like, um, Super yeah, majority of the places we got stocked in in the first two weeks were all within 15 kilometres of here. Oh, lovely. Um, and we weren't chasing them, they were kind of chasing us. Mm -hmm. um, and 
the support that we can go in and, and, and meet those guys and, and have a chat to them and um, create different things with them is, is really, really cool. Mm -hmm. um, which is why we want to remain smaller and want to remain tiny. Mm. Um, some of the places that we go to and that we're in, we, we do so much stuff with. Mm -hmm. um, one, one of the venues, uh, I was up on Thursday night to actually just have a drink um, because one of their bartenders passed away and, and whatnot. And, and it's just a super tight knit community in this area. Mm. Um, and it's a little bit of a industry around the Knox area with the breweries opening up here. and. And there's going to be another distillery on this road as well, um, mm -hmm. which will be pretty cool, making whiskey, but yeah. Oh, and there seems to be a lot of collaboration rather than like, competing against one another, which is really nice. Mm. But that, I think that's the whole gin industry though. Yeah. Most, and, and you guys know that as well, most people kind of work together. There's a few people that are like, nah, I'm not telling you how to do this and whatnot, but everyone's pretty much, nah, do this, change this, nah, I'll here, borrow these bottles or... Mm. Um, here we'll share this lift to this venue and, and do that. It's 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 really cool industry. Fantastic. It's really uh, family oriented. Yeah. yeah. Community stuff. It's really yeah. nice. And, and from not being in an industry like that, it's really refreshing. Mm. Yeah. Um, where did you get the name Tiny Bear from? Okay. Um, <laughs> we argued about the name a lot. We we could. There's a lot of heated discussions. Yeah, heated discussions. <laughs> we yeah, couldn't so work argue. out like um, I'd say something, but then. You wouldn't, man, I wouldn't like it. And then you'd say something and I wouldn't like it. Um, so it was unnamed for a while. Mm -hmm. um, and then I suppose when we were setting it up, this also kind of became storage for a lot of my toys. Um, so we kind of started calling it Bear Den a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, Tiny refers to our production size and this is the Bear Cave. Yeah. So that's kind of what we're basing around. So if we move, our name won't make sense. And if we increase our production, our name won't make sense. Um, so many people think it's because our dog's name is Bear. That many people come in, is your dog called Bear? No. no. Our, our dog's name is Mappy. Yeah. <laughs> Please look up images of their dog. Very good. Pr pretty much it's just <laughs> Instagram is, is where our dog lives. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, um, so I know you do want to keep uh, Tiny Bear relatively yep. like small in production and whatnot, um, but what do you sort of like envisage the future of Tiny Bear to be? Okay, um, we're kind of growing at insane levels at the moment. Um, at max production, which I think will probably be there within the next couple of months, we're looking at probably being a three to four people team mm -hmm. at most, um, because I don't want to get too big where I can't run the still anymore. Mm -hmm. That's the passion. That's what I love doing. Um, so I envisage, envisage us kind of just continuing on the organic growth we've got, but kind of petering out, never being that massive venue, never being that massive gin. Um, we'll make enough money doing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and it's never about the money, I think. If you're in, if you're in, yeah, if, if you're in the industry for the money, I don't think you're in it for the right reason because it's alcohol. Um, so where do I envision this going? Um, I like to think that we're always going to be coming out with something new and creative. Um, that's the funnest thing is every time we get to release something that's different. Um, for example, on, yeah, the experimental series on Monday, we made wasabi and radish gin with a restaurant and that was cool. Um, and that was so much fun just because it's different to, to what we normally do. Mm -hmm. We don't want to ever say to 
anyone that wants to do something with us know we've got to make orders we've got to make orders we don't have time because then it's the fun's gone out of the the creative side is gone yeah um the romance is gone <laughs> you don't, i don't want to lose that i don't think we want to lose that mm. i was gonna ask you um actually how is it being in a relationship and also running a business together <laughs> hard <Loaded question. laughs> really hard amanda has a full-time job so she works a lot as it is and then I feel like I don't want to put extra pressure on her to do things and she does all the social media way better than I ever could and then I know with her her job being a teacher it's it's full on mm-hmm. plus working in the well-being team yeah as well as as well as, as, well as you work in a, in a position where you find out a lot of shitty things that happen to kids and, and they go through a lot of things that are, that are hard and you take a lot of that on it is hard it is hard. I think we're getting better at it. Yeah, we just have to keep reevaluating like where we're at, and yeah. I think the most important thing is like sort of defining our roles as to like who does what, because I we're kind of both control freaks. Yeah. And um, most of our arguments or heated discussions probably come from like overlapping or um, like one Damien will do something then I want to do something different. Or, so I think of role descriptions really important. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the. I'll think something should be done one way, she'll think something should be done one way, and then we kind of argue about that. I think also if we're not working so hard, both of us working so hard, it might be a bit easier. I mean, this is like a counselling session. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your mother. <laughs> My mother's... Wow, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it is, it is good. It is, it is hard, but it is good. It has its own things. At the same time, when we do something and we're like, wow, that was actually really good, and we pull that off and... You know, like the very first time we ran this class, we clashed so hard because mm-hmm. we're both teachers. We never taught, we never taught together. <laughs> but I'm like, what are you doing it that way for? And it's like, why don't you get out of my way and do this and, and, and whatnot. So it's, yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, has the content changed much in the class or has it stayed pretty consistent? It stayed pretty consistent. Little, yeah, we made slight tweaks. Yeah, slight tweaks. The way that we've run it is probably a bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, we've kind of worked out the easier way to run it and, and kind of prep it. A bit better. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of planning though. Yeah, it. like to, yeah. to give you an Lots idea, we were you were here at what six o'clock last night? Oh yes, yeah, straight from work. Yeah, and so then, you were yeah, here six we're here to till... what ten last night yeah, setting, setting it up. It up. Um, but the first time we ran the class, we did it with a group of our friends, and um, I was here until three or four in the morning the night before, yeah. laminating all of the like, resources <laughs> and printing them off and whatnot. So yeah, yeah, I... it, it is easier now. Yeah, um, and I think we kind of flow a bit better yeah um, yeah it is good yes. I, I do enjoy it I, as stressful as it is I want to keep doing it it's always worth the risk you know like, yeah hmm. yeah no I did particularly enjoy having a quiz halfway through to see how much we had retained <laughs> but we have to assess your learning yeah um, <laughs> if you couldn't answer that you couldn't get the free drinks yes. um, <laughs> and then you couldn't obviously get to the next bit because you wouldn't understand why you were doing it yes just point system um, yes so Maybe star stickers for like, yeah. <laughs> I'm all for the stickers. Yeah. How has um, making gin changed the way you drink it? Oh, wow. We're the biggest snobs now. <laughs> <laughs> Can't drink any rubbish gin anymore. Um, no, no, you, you know what I mean. Like, um, we used to just drink gin and, and not think much of it. Like, we opened this joint up. We, we were a gin distillery before we'd ever made gin because at a home level, you kind of can't. Well, we, I'd, I'd made one batch of gin, and I'm like, well, I've just made myself five litres of gin here, my still has just arrived. Um, 
Oh, congratulations. The delivery of the new Stilford yeah. Tiny Bear. The medium-sized bear. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Danny. Hey, how are you? Hi. I'm here for you. Oh, I'll be with you in a text. What was the question again? Uh, oh, yes, yeah. making oh yes. Yeah. How does it change the way we drink it? Um, we used to, we used to just be any old gin, and now it's pretty much oh you can taste this, you can taste that. Oh, I'd change this, or I'd yeah. learn that, or I that's like our, brilliant. Our palate now appreciation for like you know the science and, and whatnot behind it is, is definitely increased. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I think a, a big part of that as well um, is. We can really appreciate some other people's genes that I don't mm. think we would have prior. Mm. Like we, we love, there's a few genes that I absolutely just love. Um, like I love everything that's coming out of Hurdle Creek. Mm. I just think their yardum gin is spot on. Mm. Um, you know, and every time we go to a venue that has a gin that we haven't had, we're like, yeah, let's get that, let's get that, let's get that. That's really exciting. Yeah, and, and, and there's so much continually coming out, um, it just it makes it easy makes it easy industry to be in and easy industry to drink in and we get a bit you know i won't drink a gin if it's just bombay or sapphire mm. anymore like if, if they if they go if they've got gin and tonic on the menu and you go well, that's all they've got i'm not gonna bother yeah even like our appreciation for different tonics as well yeah mm. like, oh yes no i very much appreciate the dirty the the strange love dirty tonic yeah. with our yeah. tasting paddle that yeah. is some of my so friends good. even when they come over and have a gin and teas and they bring out and I'm like, what yeah. I'm you're like, gonna ruin your gin. <laughs> <laughs> you buy a $70 bottle of gin and put crap in it. Have it neat or you bring your own tonic and, yeah. and, and, and whatnot. This is exciting. <laughs> yeah, this is really exciting. Uh, this is exciting, but that, that's okay. That's Seeing us okay. still delivered in pieces. <laughs> so yeah, we've yep. got our new equipment arriving, which is which is really really cool. Um, yes. That's that's part of the thing of growing, I guess, is is being able to go. All right, how do we up it? Yeah. How do we change it? Um, and you've also like you've had some direct input with like what the stuff Yeah, like. we've pretty much designed it and, and pretty much custom said we want to bring this down, yeah. and which is which is cool. Yeah. It's really really cool. Um, I'm excited to set it up. Mm, fantastic. So when's the first batch, do you reckon, from the new still kind of going to be out? Oh, I'll be making it on Monday. Yeah, Monday? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so as right. humanly possible. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I'll be making it on Monday because, yeah, we pretty much have to be, at the, at the moment we're running flat out, absolutely flat out. Um, okay. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if I even come in tomorrow and, and season it clean it all out and, and yeah. whatnot. We'll Fantastic. See. Well, you were like literally growing before our eyes, which is <laughs> <laughs> fascinating. Um, so if people wanted to find you, what is the best ways to do that? Best way would probably be Instagram. Mm -hmm. Instagram, Facebook, um, yeah. and the website. Yep. Yeah. The website is obviously all the information's there, but that doesn't get updated if randomly we have to close for some reason mm -hmm. for the, for the one-off. Um, Instagram and Facebook is instantaneous. Um, and we're always welcome to have people in. Fantastic. And yeah, what's the best way to book in for the Gin 101 class? Gin 101 class would be via the website. There's a link on the website which has um, uh, bookings. Um, they do book out pretty quickly mm -hmm. sometimes. It really depends on the session. If you, have, if you want to do your own session, your own date, and you've got your own group of people, um, if you want to do your own group of people, um, that works as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've, we've had people ring up and say, look, we've got five people, can we do our own session? I'm yep. like, yeah, cool, you tell us when it works. We'll, we'll fit it in. Um, because then it's, it's just a bit of fun. 
you learn, I think you learn a lot about gin. So. It's also on Red Balloon as well. Oh, oh yeah, oh, it yeah. is too. Nice, That's great. It's on Red Balloon. Forgot <laughs> <laughs> about that. So use, use your Red Balloon vouchers that are sitting there that you all forget about that will expire. But you girls have been awesome to have today in the class. It's, oh, it's fun to have people that are, you know, a little bit in the industry and you, you, you know, you obviously know your spirits. Um, I've listened to a fair few of your, your podcasts. I do love the random giggles in them sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're like, oh, what were they saying? Um, so it's, it's good. I think you girls are doing really, really well. Oh, thank you thank so much. You. Yeah, thank you. Um, it was really fun to actually be a part of the making process. Yeah. I've never done anything like that before. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was really exciting and I feel like yeah. I really learned something. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Oh, well, I'm glad. That's all we want. If someone learns something, <laughs> someone to have fun and you get to take on the volunteer that you made. So. Fun, fun. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. Cool. So thanks for listening, folks. I uh, hope you enjoyed that one. Uh, yeah, as I said, the 101 classes run about once a month, and you can schedule your own when you like. Uh, but yeah, definitely worth the expense and just yeah a delightful time and you get to take away a lovely bottle in a lovely bag and just yeah feel that sense of accomplishment that drinking so rarely provides it was really fun and it was uh also really nice to do it in such a small group because Mm. by the end of it we all sort of had some really great conversations with each other which was really fun and it was an interesting activity to do with strangers and sort of a fun way to get to know people yeah like like booze tours and booze classes are really very interesting because at one stage we were talking about drinking culture versus like drunk culture and how sort of addictive it is because everyone's from very different walks of life, but still want to have lovely conversations and uh, talk about where things come from and talk about like local produce and local makers. And yeah, it's interesting the kind of people it brings together. And some of the like best conversations I've ever had with strangers have been in that kind of context. So highly recommend, in particular, beer tours in Brussels, where I at the end we got to sing Happy Birthday to Hans. It was so fun. <laughs> Hans um. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Hans? <laughs> I don't know, just this giant man named Hans. It was great. All right. Yeah. Well, happy birthday, Hans. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> you big man. <laughs> <laughs> Dinner plates for Hans, I swear. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed the fact that Damien and Amanda were both scientists and they brought in their like school teacherness to the table as well and like had had like a test which was oh yeah the laminated book was particularly lovely where it's just yeah this this feels like me like setting up workshops for for kids at work like yeah it was fun and also they did this like taste test thing of like botanicals and they had you tasted the botanical from distilled from uh ethanol as well so it, it was just purely juniper and just purely um, cumin and yeah, coriander yeah. And, and and you could actually do, differentiate which flavors were which and and that they tested us on who was the best at getting the flavors and that was really interesting i haven't never done anything like that which i liked it a lot and i was really like stressed about getting the right I know I did like probably the poorest in the class I got six wrong and just the shame of just (laughs) I got four wrong but there were four that I had 
previously moved and I had moved them into yeah, the Yeah, sure, wrong sure. Spot. We all moved them just 10 seconds before you oh, went yeah. to Gabby. <laughs> sure. <laughs> they also did a, a little pop quiz for us. And I, I panicked and thought that I had to fill in all of the gaps from memory and started trying to fill it out. And then I noticed that there was a box that had all of the words and you just needed to pick them and put them in. So don't do what I do, folks. Read the whole page first. <laughs> I did exactly the same out. thing. But I was doing it out of like my words and I'm like, oh, well, I wouldn't call that that. <laughs> <laughs> so please feel free to shoot us an email on gingalspodcast at gmail.com if you have any suggestions for things you'd like to hear or if you want to hear yourself talking to us <laughs> definitely hit us up you can follow us on social media at gingalspodcast so your instagrams your twitters and whatnot our theme song is the promised land by kate bart you can find her at kate bart music uh, I made our logo, so if you like that and would like me to draw you a thing, uh, my Instagram is at jessw, spelled D-U-B-B-L-U. If you want to follow my gin journey at the moment, uh, you can follow my Instagram on gabgabsinsta. If you want to see the dogs that I look at, <laughs> it's at alwyn, O-W-L-W-Y-N. I need to add that the way she was had a stance of a body there. She had a pose for that, she folks. Pose. She had a pose. Got a dog pose. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the many faces of Ollie. <laughs> uh, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or whatever kind of podcasting app you so choose to use. Uh, so, looking forward to seeing you folks soon. Bye. Aloha. It means hello and goodbye. (laughs) What? (laughs) It stays in.